Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar, and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. On today's episode, we're going one geek, two noobs, and are bringing back the Q&A format. And we're asking David about horror films. Uh, more the genre, because, yeah. Okay. More just the genre. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> horror genre. It just doesn't sound right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you, you may find all of the questions geared towards movies. That's so fine. Be ready. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. <laughs> horror films, horror movies. I'll be the literary person here then. <laughs> oh, so you're like doing like books and stuff too, right? Uh, I'm doing the, the genre. The yes. genre. Okay. <laughs> cool. So. So, right off the bat, I do want to make a quick distinction. Okay. Go for it. Uh, or a couple quick distinctions. Um, horror is not... Uh, it's not terror. It is not thriller. It, If done well, it will more than likely encompass those, mm-hmm. or aspects of those. Um, horror overlaps with other genres very well. Uh, namely sci-fi. Uh, occasionally science fantasy. Um, I imagine... Probably not going to go in the weeds on that. That's a different topic altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you say sci-fi, sorry, uh, would you say like that encompasses like the the um, like fantasy style stuff too, like like werewolves and and vampires and such like that, or is it just? I would say those are more te- uh, tent poles of the horror genre. Okay. Um, when I say science fantasy, I mean. Less on the technical side and more with just a technical setting. Okay. Um, so just to get that one out of the way quick. No, I said I wasn't going to go on that one, but just to make that delineation. Um, okay. like Star what, Trek what? and Dune are, sci- are sci-fi. Star Wars is science fantasy. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like in in the, the horror genre of it, like what would be an example of that? Just, just so I have in my head. Um... So, War of the Worlds um, would be an example of horror and sci-fi. Okay. Um, and actually, that one's pretty even split between the two, where it could be classified as either, and there's plenty of debate about that, actually. Gotcha. Um, though I do believe some have out- outright said, well, Orson Welles sold it as sci-fi, therefore it's sci-fi, the end of story. Fine, whatever. It still has horror elements. Right, yeah. Um, Gothica, Event Horizon, those are more... They're a specific subgenre of horror, but they are in a science fiction setting. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So continue on your yeah. What you were saying? So um, suspense, thriller, um, horror, slasher. These are all things that get lumped up together. Mm-hmm. Suspense is more of the very keep you guessing, edge of your seat style. Um, arguably, I would put something like the Jason Bourne movies where it's kind of a spy thriller mm-hmm. um, where it's less geared towards the action and more geared towards the political or just the intrigue aspect. Right. Right. More that, of a psychological kind of right. thing. Got it. Uh, that would be thriller. Again, it can have horror elements. Um, a lot of the M night Shyamalan movies mm. are billed as horror. They're probably more accurate to call them thrillers or suspense with horror. Um, cause the, the crux of the storyline does not pivot around the horror aspect, but more around the suspense of, wait, am I, am I putting these dots together in the right order? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Gotcha. 
Now, for thriller or terror and horror, um, the differentiation I make is, put simply, terror or uh, uh, terror or thriller is more the expectation of pessimism, whereas horror is more the uh, um, the experience of pessimism. Hmm. Or, okay. Or pessimism being uh, overwhelmed. And met, or met and overwhelmed, um, right. So, kind of my very tongue-in-cheek answer to uh, example of this is: terror is smelling something rotting in your house. Horror is realizing it's coming from the chimney, and to a child, additional horror is realizing it's December twenty-fifth. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, <laughs> does that help clear that up? A little bit? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are a lot of things that make horror horror, but when horror is at its best is usually whenever they're taking a philosophical concept, taking it to a logical extreme and trying to be respectful to it, but viewing that logical extreme from a pessimistic view. Hmm. So, for example, um, the... Uh, Oh shoot! Was it, uh, the George Romero movies, uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Okay, um, yeah. not Shaun of the Dead. Still yeah. good, but no. Um, <laughs> the comedy version of horror. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, those movies were were trying to take a a very valid concern by a lot of people and a lot of philosophers at the time on how uh, how commercialism, how consumerism as a whole, would affect us. Hmm. Um. So, it depends on who's telling the story. If they're going to address those actual concerns and the positives as well. But by and large, the crux of the story is going to be around the negatives of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think it was the second one, and I always get the order confused. Um, I want to say it's Dawn of the Dead. Um, where the majority of the film takes place in a shopping mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is probably the statement that really hooked, uh, clarified a lot of it for me of the genre. Um, there's a particular scene where, uh, a, the parents right towards the beginning of the outbreak are clearly concerned, trying to call to their kids who are too, too distracted in uh, one of the stores. Uh, the kids get turned mm. and immediately start going after the parents. Oof. Yeah, uh, it's it's a very rough scene. It's a very visceral scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was Romero's point of of saying, "Are we going to show this to our kids, and they'll be so consumed with stuff that they completely forget the giver?" Hmm. Um, and I'm probably horribly misquoting his intent on that one, but or it, probably horribly misquoting how he would would have stated that. Right. But the intent was more of, are we really sure we want to go down this road? Yeah. Um, and just a, another just expectation setting statement. I'm not saying this to get y'all to watch horror. Because people <laughs> have varying reasons for why they like it, why they don't like it. So I'm not trying to sell y'all on liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially, maybe finding something that you would think is, yeah, okay, maybe that's, that's palpable. Yeah. Um, but 
it's not at all to try to convince someone to change their, their opinions. It's more of just, okay, please at least understand the craft of why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like this, this particular episode is there are people who, who very much enjoy horror films and, and the horror genre. And a, a lot of what we do on this show is to try to get people to give something a chance. Right. And like you said, it's not necessarily trying to get someone to like horror or to um, even give it a chance. It's more, if something piques your interest, great. If not, it's, it's totally up to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I have a lot of family who they have very strong personal convictions that no, I'm not going near that. I'm not allowing it in my home even. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to set the expectation now. This is not to tell you you need to change your views, but more the sense of, okay, but please try to understand why other people like it. Yeah. And respect the 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 writing and the... Um, exactly. The yeah. craft of it when the, done well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, Caleb, did you want to start off the, the Q&A s- part of this? Sure. Let me uh, pull up my notes because i'm a dummy and didn't have it ready (laughs) (laughs) okay so break here so uh, (laughs) nah uh, doing it live let me look dumb (laughs) Um, to quote that (laughs) so my first question for you is what about horror movies interest you personally all right so um i I, I typically viewed horror as kind of the, eh, okay, it's the excuse for blood, guts, and flesh. All right. <laughs> not, not my thing. Um, it wasn't really until I had heard that analogy of George Romero and why he was pushing the certain visual motifs, very graphic visual motifs, mm-hmm. in the, his original series, um, that it really kind of clicked for me of, no, this is a really good medium for telling very hard concerns um and it can be used well it can be used very poorly there are examples of both and then there are others who can play at it um so as much as i enjoy the genre i am probably most picky about um media in that genre Mm. or in this genre than most others Mm -hmm. in part because it is so often in my opinion misused right yeah, definitely. That sense. actually kind of ties into another question I have: was what is your take on horror versus slasher? Because, like you said, <laughs> there's definitely movies where they have that, like they have the balance well, um, but then they just kind of go overboard and lean into the slasher, and it's like this isn't really a horror. This is just a really gory movie for the sake of being gory. And so, right. I was curious what your take on that is. What you kind of perfectly led right into that question <laughs> <laughs> and blindly i might have <laughs> yeah um yeah so kind of the slasher um the slasher film when i'm referring to those i'm referring to stuff like somewhat that well more just the sequels of nightmare on elm street um friday the 13th uh to its credit halloween is actually doing a pretty good job of staying in line um, with the horror genre. Um, but yeah, it, it, piranhas, that sort of thing. 
where it's like mm. this is an excuse to to have middling middlingly attractive actors and actresses run around scantily clad and spraying them with fake blood. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't even cons- <laughs> I wasn't even sure if Piranha would be in that horror genre because like yeah, I wouldn't put it so much in the horror, I, I, like it definitely went more like. Just that adult route and less yeah. horror, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but you also know a lot more about this topic than I do. So. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say I know all at all. I don't want that to be construed as the case, period. That, yeah. Again, on this show, <laughs> we do not... Out of the three of us, <laughs> you definitely have the most experience with horror genre than the rest of us. That's like, I've true. seen a grand total of maybe three movies <laughs> in that genre, and Dan, what, maybe one or two? I've, I've seen a couple that I, w- I would consider on the horror side, but more so on the suspense side, because it's, it's like, just for an example, like... Um, uh, Final Destination, like it has more so, uh, you know, the suspenseful side of things or thriller. But there's some some at least what I would think of as horror. But like yeah. I said, I don't have any clue. I just I just watched it. So, <laughs> so. full confession, I have only seen one of those. It was not the first one. Mm-hmm. I remember that much. Um, and that one leaned far closer to what I would consider slasher. But right. definitely had heavy suspense elements to it. See, I wouldn't mm-hmm. even consider it slasher though, because it it's or at least the ones that I've seen. I I think I saw well, one, I two, guess and three. When we say slasher, we mean more and just the like blood and guts, and not right. so much like an actual monster running around with a machete, right? And right. Yeah. as much as we do, just lots of gore and death and whatnot. Yeah. Like right. I guess that's kind of what the slasher genre technically. Technically covers yeah. yeah, which the the first three of of that um, of that set of movies was more so on the suspense side of things, where it's more when are you gonna die and right. how yeah. are you gonna die? Not oh, let's just do like blood it, and guts. You know, it's, it's, it's not yeah. a matter of if you make it through. It's we know what's gonna happen. Just when <laughs> is it going right. to happen? Exactly, yeah. and that you know that whistle track of you know yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, like literally just (laughs) that throughout the entire movie of like, oh, that's that's leading up to a kill. Okay, got it. Yeah. (laughs) Or not not even a kill, just a death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, the one I saw could have been just at the time I was in a weird mood. But um (laughs) that one came across as very clearly suspense, but definitely had elements that could have pushed it a little bit toward, uh, more towards slasher. Mm-hmm. But typically with horror, they're trying to make a point. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was the your take on horror versus slasher. Okay. Yeah. So um, this slasher is one of those genres that I don't fully get the appeal of. And... Um, I was kind of alluding to this earlier with Dan. Um, there are some subgenres that are legitimately horror, but at least in my opinion, they lean more towards slasher than anything else, uh, particularly body horror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, f- frankly, most 
most body horror movies are going to end up in meme culture as, oh my gosh, someone thought that was a good idea. Really? Right. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's one in particular. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it's, um, um, you can probably find it in the 99 cent meat, uh, section. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very human tale. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, that that would be body horror, and it's like no, just no. Sorry, the whole. Ugh, I do not marvel that yeah. one yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree one hundred percent. Like that one just never appealed to me. Um, I, I guess it's just kind of like that comparison to people going and watching fights in the Coliseum. It's just like there's some people that just have this internal draw to where they want to see what's going to happen with that and not necessarily that it interests them per se it's just for whatever reason that catches their eye and that like the curiosity gets the better of them like oh i want to i'm kind of curious what happens there yeah it's like watching a train wreck you can't turn your your head away but you really don't want to see it (laughs) (laughs) kind of yeah but yeah caleb i think that's probably a very very healthy outlook and if you like those movies please understand we're not insulting you no not at all we just don't we just we, don't we ourselves it. are trying to, to understand the appeal yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that just that that's genre doesn't mesh with us it, it just like what david said at the start was just like we're not going to sit here and bash horror movies or bash thrillers or any of that or the slashes or any of that we have that appreciation for it because we know that there is that appeal for it we know that that storytelling or that art style appeals to people it's we're just saying that that's not something that we personally mesh with right yeah. So I think that probably gave a very clear expectation setting. So I think we're probably good on that front now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So did that answer your question on the delineation? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Dan had a couple questions as well. So since we already covered two of mine, I'll I'll leave (laughs) it up to Dan for the next two. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess one of the questions I have, and you kind of covered it a little bit, um, what aspects of a, a movie or book or whatever media you use um, do you call, qualify as true horror? So, again, going on, on the definition that horror is pushing a point and having, having the consumer uh, kind of think deeper as a warning about a topic. Mm. Um. Can you can you give like a couple of, of examples? Like I know you you kind of gave um, you know World War Z as the, like the sci-fi version, but like uh, a couple of uh, different ones that you would look to and go, okay, this is coming across as this point, and this is how they're doing it. Right. So typically, if it has an on uh, a running motif, um, so somewhat derisive, but. I, Again, the movie's been out for almost 20 years. Oh, we're old. Um, <laughs> but um, I would even argue that um, Sixth Sense is a horror movie. Okay, yeah. It is pushing that motif of, if you were dead, would you know it? Is there an afterlife? Mm. It's asking these questions just by visual input mostly in that case. Um, uh, other uh, other film media, and one of my personal favorite subgenres of horror is cosmic horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so something like event horizon, uh, mentioned it earlier, but event horizon through, through context <clears throat> and through the exploration of, of 
the entire meaning why that, that crew is out there. They were there partly for mining, but also just pushing boundaries and one of the one of the other crew members poignantly stating, no, we're here to further science because nothing else matters. Mm. Cosmic horror in that case, or in the case of this film, is asking that question of, are we sure we're alone? Are we sure that there's nothing else? Um, and the flip side of cosmic horror is usually the realization of, <laughs> no, you ain't. <laughs> um, and if you want another specific example of that, anything by H.P. Lovecraft, just about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a handful of his short stories that aren't, but the vast majority of, of them are very much cosmic horror. Okay. Now, in his case, they're very warped perspectives, but that's kind of his point. Yeah. So, um, would there be a difference between cosmic and just straight up demonic? Or, because I've always heard of, like, his his uh, stuff is more being demonic, like Cthulhu and, and such like that, where it's like, go ahead and jump in whenever. No, no, you're good, <laughs> like, you're good. Um, so, that is a debate I've, I've heard. I have not really gotten into much. Because mm-hmm. um, when I think cosmic, I think, like, outer space like outer space yeah. like yeah because as far as i knew cthulhu and such were not spatial so <laughs> that's part of the part of the debate and to me it's settled um because in in the books it is referenced that all of the aldrich beings are spacefaring huh right very interesting yeah so in that case they're they're eldritch now, here's where the confusion lies and where I've seen the debates key off. There's always cultists who worship the Eldritch. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in that regard, yeah, I could see demonic, demonic horror. Um, there are other cases where it's very clear-cut, very clear-cut. There is no room for argumentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, paranormal, <coughs> paranormal activity, the right, exorcist. These are very clearly demonic horror. Mm-hmm. And those are some that I, those are hit or miss for me personally. Cause mm-hmm. of, and again, this gets into that personal conviction area. Yeah. Where it's like, mm, okay, you know what? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Cause so, it gets a little too on the real side for, for, for our beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. For my beliefs, it's like, Oh no, that's too far. Yeah. Um, where, and sometimes it just depends on the installment. Um, cause I know there's, I want to say it's the second paranormal activity. I have a very hard time watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of them, it's like, okay, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. And it's all the same subject matter. It's just the presentation of, yeah. Um, some of Sam Raimi's work. Um, some of it is very much like, <laughs> oh, this is fun. Um, <laughs> and actually probably his most famous horror work is one of those that bores the line between horror and, um, and slasher um and that's evil dead Mm. the original evil dead okay um and then pretty much everything after that just realize like no this is too corny to be horror anymore (laughs) (laughs) so we're just gonna make it a comedy (laughs) um and oh that's great comedy very dark comedy but great comedy Mm. um anyway um so yeah there's when you get into sub sub genres you see it in music, you see it in, obviously, horror. In my opinion, anytime you get to the point of subgenre, there's always going to be debate. Mm. Um, 
And yeah, because everybody's going to have their their own interpretation of right of those things. So yeah, right. Um, and part of that is going to be reflected by, or it's going to be a reflection of the individual's worldview. So oh as, yeah, as you already stated, um, as you already stated, and I affirmed with our worldview, yeah, demonic horror is going to be very hit or miss. Yeah, if if hit at all. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's one thing if you're thinking of it as like. And, and again, it's kind of the, the difference between the, the demonic and cosmic thing is like, it's, I, I always thought of like the Cthulhu stuff as it was more extra dimensional. It is. Right, right. So, well, that that's the thing is like, if they're spacefaring, like it might be spacefaring in a different dimension, but like, you know, for us, it's no, they're just coming up through yeah. a different dimension. Yeah. So the, at least that's the way I think of it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I could I could be wrong, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean they are it like two lore, and we'll probably get plenty of people listening. Like that's not it. You misread it. Um, <laughs> but again, two, two it's lore. our own worldview and our own our own perspective on things. So yeah. yeah, two lore in the HP Lovecraft universe. The Eldritch beings are spacefaring, and they are technically extra dimensional. Um, but they created the earth. They're old <laughs> Eldritch. Mm. Um, so the earth is theirs by right. Right. But point being, they're spacefaring and they are extra dimensional. Both. Anyway. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you, you also kind of covered a little bit of this as well, but my, my next question was, um, <laughs> Like what aspects of horror actually detracts you from? Because like you you've said like if it's more if it's on a realistic side of things or yeah. like it gets too real, like you yeah. said that kind of detracts you from it. But is there anything else that kind of like uh yeah no I'm gonna stay away from that yeah <laughs> so yeah as again just to reiterate if, if if it gets too real by by my standard of it from either things i've seen things i've read up on it's like yeah no 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 um yeah. and sadly y'all y'all have actually come across that one yep um <laughs> uh, with me and i think that t- threw both of y'all for a loop too <laughs> just a tad yeah. um but uh one of the things that gets me it's i can appreciate it still but it's more like a once and done type of thing Mm -hmm. yeah um it's typically if it's um if it's very clear that the premise comes from a skewed worldview Mm. um so there are some points that people are trying to make in horror where it's like but that's not how the world works Mm. um and i'm not going to name names on that one um because i mean the point of horror in my mind, is to get the audience thinking. Yeah. Is it to scare them? Yes. Scare them to think. Think through the issue being presented. Mm. So if there are common motifs, so back to the George Romero example, it takes place in a mall. Right. Everyone's <laughs> talking about which stores are actually useful. Yeah, pretty heavy emphasis on useful consumerism. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the third one, pretty heavy emphasis on um like mccarthy era red scare type stuffs Mm -hmm. okay we know what the motif is um yeah war of the worlds 
is space exploration something we're meant for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty heavy motif there. <laughs> um, were we right to send out the probes to see if there's other life? Again, pretty heavy motif there. The constant visage of red and questioning, hang on, why are people, everyone, why is, why are so many people ignoring me? Pretty heavy motif in Sixth Sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so by and large, you, you have to be paying very close attention in horror to get the motif they're pushing or get the questions they're asking. Yeah. Um, and then there, there's pulp horror, like that kind of borders that boundary between slasher and horror pretty decently without being gratuitous one way or the other mm-hmm. um a lot of uh this oh uh ridley scott stuffs darn it wrong he's done some outright horror but red eye for example fun movie mm-hmm. real fun movie um i think can, if i know know which one that is uh nathan cillian uh cillian murphy sorry yeah cillian murphy um is a terrorist on a domestic flight um okay red eye domestic flight gotcha yeah um but it's a it's a fun movie it's i don't know that one that kind of bends genres a little too much what they're talking about here yeah um but all right so 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 typically if it gets too real or uh, to directly answer your question if it gets too real for uh from what I've researched or what I've read, because I get very bored in research easily mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or stuff that I've actually experienced. It's mostly the former. Um, Cause again, I get very bored in research easily. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also if it comes from a, from a bad worldview yeah, or a worldview that is pretty clearly not accurate or not encompassing most aspects that's going to be a little hard to take yeah so i mean you can see horror in just scenes not entire stories mm-hmm. so okay a couple of couple of movies that come to mind when when we're talking about this um and i'm curious if if these would be considered on the horror side because as far as i i see I see them as horror, but like, um, uh, a quiet place or, um, sci-fi horror, but horror. Right. 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 Um, or bird, what is it? Bird box. I think it's called. Yeah. It's Sandra Bullock. Okay. So those would be considered horror because like the, like my, my impression of that one, of, of, sorry, of, um, a quiet place is it's more of a, uh, the motif that you're talking about would be yep. more so you need family. Yep. <clears throat> and if something is, something takes that away. What are you left with? What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yep. and then bird box is almost the same. <clears throat> Very similar, and, but also ask the question of what defines family. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. And a quiet place too kind of does that side of things as well, because it, I actually have not seen this part two. It's not bad. It's not bad. I like this. It. This coming from you, who does not like horror, I take that as a huge accolade. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's the that's kind of why I was bringing it up because there are certain types of horror movies that I will actually watch. Yeah, because either they have actors that I really like, or it actually is an intriguing story. Yeah, because a quiet place is a 
really, really good story. I love oh, yeah. the story. Great story. Um, and then John Krasinski, like one of my favorite actors. Yep. So like just and that's kind of what bugs me about A Quiet Place too, is that it didn't have him in it other than very small flashbacks. Flashbacks. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but um <laughs> but um but yeah, like that brings brings a point of like Yes, there are certain types of movies that I will watch. And I'm trying to think of other ones. Like, I've actually seen, you know, World War Z, at least the the updated version of it. Um, I never saw the... World War Z? World of the Worlds? Or, sorry, War of the Worlds. <laughs> War of the Worlds. As far with, as I know, there's only one World War Z movie. <laughs> yeah. But that's actually another one that I, I think I've seen. And yeah. that would be considered on that side of things, too somewhat it's more it's zombie movie so yeah, <laughs> yeah. the I'll zombie movies one. i think are supposed to be horror and never really are horror yeah <laughs> that, yeah that's that's more my my take on it and i, I think it's just because it's so saturated uh so saturated the market yeah yeah but, and yeah uh zombie land kind of took some of that horror element <laughs> <away from laughs> yeah like as soon as you start introducing more lighthearted fare into the same topic that is used as a trope for horror, that style of horror starts to diminish. Mm. Um, See, I would, I, I would that disagree. Would be Shaun of the Dead as well did that. Yep. Yeah. I would disagree just to an extent. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, like it makes it palatable for people who don't like horror. Yes. It <laughs> makes the topic palatable for, uh, yeah. Like as you said, as you said, exactly. So for example, um, the initial, uh, the uh, the original, um, what was it? American Werewolf in in, in Paris mm-hmm. was horror. American Werewolf in London, or did I get those backwards? Can't remember the order. The first, Think. the first of the series was horror. The next one was kind of a. <laughs> Andy traveled. Have fun, and <laughs> you'll notice in that though they have to up the ante. Right. They have to introduce more viscera to it mm-hmm. to kind of give that same shock value. Um, so we see that throughout horror movies. We see that throughout horror games. Mm. Um, I have to say that's one thing I probably will never get into <laughs> is the the gaming side of it because yeah. of I I am not good with jump scares. <laughs> so well, like, yeah. Anyway, that kind of gets around the point though. Um, horror, when done well, doesn't require jump scares, right? At all, yeah. because they've set the expectation with this terror. And then whenever you see it finally, or you get a better sense of it, you realize it is so much worse than the terror aspect, the terror buildup actually could have been. Right. Um, so one thing they're noticing in horror games and why so many horror games lately or modern horror games kind of go to the wayside and aren't, aren't well viewed. Um, typically it's because NXX says, hey, we need to make this more palatable for more people. Mm-hmm. And so they lose those aspects that make it horror. Right. Oh, co-op's really big. Well, what's inherent with co-op? You're not alone anymore. Right. Yeah. There's someone else with you, with you on your side. Okay. Well, that takes out a big element of what makes horror games horror games. Hmm. Um. Yeah. But I could see that the typical trend is it leans closer to action. Um. And there's there's one horror series that did a really good job of maintaining the horror aspect throughout its run. And that's the fatal frame series. Okay. Um, awesome psychological thriller, 
awesome horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and Silent Hills did a good, jo- a decent job trying to keep it. Um, and if y'all recall the uh, the whole PT craze a couple years ago, mm-hmm. there was a, uh, a a a demo on the PlayStation Store called PT. You you play through it and you realize it's playable trailer. Mm. That's what PT stands for. Gotcha. Um, okay. Sadly, you can't find this anymore. Petition Sony. Um, <laughs> um, and I say that just because my hard drive died. Um, <laughs> and I can't get it back. Um, that did an excellent job of revitalizing the series. It was a trailer for Silent Hills. Or, pardon, Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the name it was teasing at the end kind of buried the lead on that one silent hills it implied that it's leaning into one particular side of that of the the background lore for the series and pushing it further in that direction which typically garnered more of the horror aspect mm. um so while silent hill doesn't have any one point it's trying to push every series uh, the first three games in particular had elements that were very heavily based in human psychology. Yeah. Um, now, granted, they were taking a very Jungian perspective, but and that played into the storyline very well. But it was pushing it to a degree where you could very clearly tell they're trying to get you to think and not just about what your next move is. Yeah. Um, but other horror games, uh, Fear... Is a good example. Um, uh, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. Yep, Resident Evil, where the first two were awesome. And then after that, it just became more of the same, a bit more in-your-face and more action-y. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't have that that moment of, oh, crap. Um, one modern, more, more modern example, uh, where they actually said, you know what? Make it as detailed as possible. From, from the get-go, make it as detailed as possible. Um, was uh, Dead Space. Dead Space 1 mm, starts mm-hmm. off, sets the slow build motif, or the slow build storyline very quickly of, okay, yeah, you're going to be exploring, you're going to be, you're going to be um, kind of putting pieces together. But you're here, you're here mostly on a, on a recon job. Mm. Figure out what the heck's going on. Well, you're supposed to be going there to do repairs. Right. Like the main character is actually just like, like an engineer going in to repair parts of the ship that got damaged, and so they don't even really know what's going on. They just get there thinking this is a simple repair, in and out will be done. Uh, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but notice that first, the first large introduction to the game, you're not alone. You've got your entire crew with you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter that you are just an engineer because you've got everyone else. And then very quickly, around the time that the player actually takes control of the, of the character, you lose everyone. Mm. <laughs> you lose everyone and you're, you're thrust into unknown. Wow. Um, and the second one actually does a pretty good job uh, of upping the ante in a... That's... Eh, has to say respectful way in this case because yeah the entire point is to kind of get your get your audience on edge and thinking um but the second one does a really good job of of upping the ante just enough to keep it fresh and 
and keep that tone. But the problem people, uh, a lot of people are starting to realize with horror games in particular, and to a lesser degree, movies and shows, is you can only up the ante so much before you start crossing boundaries that shouldn't be crossed. Right. Yeah. Um, or completely changing genre. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think that was what we saw a little bit with like Dead Space 3. Uh-huh. It started exactly to like, it, it went a different direction, whereas like Dead Space 2 didn't have quite the same extent of that mm-hmm. horror element to it, but it, it stayed a little bit more true. Um, and same with Resident Evil, same with Fear, same with, uh, and going Though into would, other media, same with, um, Walking Dead. I would argue Resident Evil Village started taking a turn back in the right, in, in that original direction. It did. And it did so very well by pretty much reinventing the series as a whole. Yeah. Um, and frankly, I don't think we would have had Resident Evil Village without, the, without PT. Yeah, and I that, could see that. That could be a hot take, but a lot of the changes they made in, uh, to the typical gameplay for Silent Hill with PT, we saw reflected in, um, in Resident Evil Village. Hmm. Cool. Well, that's all the questions I have. <laughs> um, I w- I will actually throw out one. Um, special slash movie slash show, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's actually on Disney plus. Um, it's a Marvel one called werewolf by night. Hmm. And it's actually from what I can see a pretty decent representation of horror. Um, it's not like uber scary or anything like that, but it's like, it has that old timey, like horror film, Okay. black and white like that kind of feel to it um that i actually really enjoyed um okay. it, it had out. yeah it had a couple of little moments at the end that were that brought it kind of back to that marvel comedy kind of thing yeah at the very end and that's but actually like, one thing that's very common with um quite a bit of horror actually oh yeah is they'll throw in that that lighthearted note right on the end and they'll do it either as giving you hope or making you laugh and relieve the tension yeah. that they've built up. Um, and at, as an audience goer, or as, as a film goer, as an audience member, mm-hmm. I actually find that to be fairly respectful on behalf of the film creators or mm-hmm. the media creators in general. Yeah. Uh, because it, it reminds <laughs> the audience, like, hey, just in case you got really involved, you're good, you're fine. Take a Go second and step back. Take, take yeah. a second. Take a breath. You're good. It was the characters, not you. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, is that like you may need a new pair of pants, but it's okay. <laughs> it's over now. Yeah. Or yeah. like like the end of Get Out. Okay. Where his buddy picks him up and gives the most cornball line, <laughs> <laughs> but it gets the audience laughing. It gets the main character laughing. Like, okay, everything's fine now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. speaking actually speaking of that. Um, another movie I just thought of, um, was, uh, Disturbia. Yes. That one is another one that I've seen and I actually really loved that movie. It has horror elements. Yeah. But I would not classify that as, as horror. I would put that more in the territory of suspense. Yes and no, because I can see the, the motif in that one. 
there is definitely a motif of do you know your neighbors? Do you, yeah, do you yeah. know your neighbors? But then also, I, I think that was the, the tag, uh, the catchphrase for the movie. Yeah, here <laughs> the tagline yeah, exactly. But uh, on the same side of that, though, or on the the other side of that, it's it has that slight comedy throughout it. Yeah, that I actually really like about it because like the friend. Blurring Celine Dion from the roof, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it, it just adds that little bit of of um, lightening the suspense a bit to yeah. to make it palatable again. Yeah. But it's just like, okay, this is scary, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, okay, um, another way to emphasize that point. Um. There's. Before horror was its own genre, there were scenes of horror throughout literature, throughout storytelling beforehand. Yeah. So um, you can point to uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking on if this was the Odyssey or the Iliad, but um, <laughs> the Sirens Call, and uh, I want to say that's um, the Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. So the Sirens Call off the ship. That scene could be classified as horror. Mm-hmm. He's making a point. He's trying to get the, his audience to listen. Like, hang on, are you sure of what's drawing drawing you? If it is it good for you? Right. Yeah. Um. Another example from from our our perspective <coughs> of things in the Book of Isaiah. There's a scene where Isaiah, in a vision, sees the throne room of God, and that realization that is, I would say, that moment of realization. Is, could be classified as horror because it's exceeded what he's already assumed. And he already knew there was a vast difference. Mm-hmm. But his response is, oh, this was so much bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. And explain a little bit more about what he saw because that, I think that'll add to that because you were talking about this earlier uh, off, cam- or off, yeah, off <laughs> camera, off microphone. Right. Um, that he saw... Right, because he, he's seeing God in all of his splendor, and he's seeing the angels around him and how they even the angels revere him. And he's standing there in God's presence, which already, through Judaic tradition and Christian tradition, you're not supposed to see God. Right. <laughs> um, and also and, the cherubim and seraphim and yeah, all that. And that, they're, they're singing, holy, 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 on repeat ad nauseum probably wrong use of that phrase gives my impression <laughs> but um but already in those two things like if you look at the descriptions in the bible of of who the what those were. looked like <laughs> yeah they're already horrifying horrifying like there's a reason why they started everything off with fear not like, right right exactly yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> um so yeah i would uh, I, for those reasons and a handful of others I would classify that scene as horror. It's Isaiah not only trying to faithfully recount this vision he had, as was his charge, but to also kind of draw that point of, are we sure we know God for who God is? Mm. Yeah. Um, So even in sacred texts, you'll see examples of it. So I think it can be used very well for what is to some considered a net positive mm. um, getting across a point that is yeah. very hard to see and, and yeah. very hard to it internalize. Is, it is a wonderful illustrative tool 
I think it being turned into a genre of itself was probably a good thing. I think where it is now, we're probably not going to see much good horror for a long time. Mm-hmm. Because I think so many of us are so de- desensitized to what fear is. And if you look back at some of the n- well-known horror uh, horror directors or writers, um, most, well, many, maybe most, would state, I didn't respect the genre. I didn't mm. like it because I'm too easily scared. Right, yeah. But that's the kicker. They knew what fear was. Yeah. So after a while, I think it gets to a point where creators can't create horror anymore. Hmm. And I at least true horror, horror. Yeah. Horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it gets to that point where the creators can't make effective horror, but I think we also have to be very cautious of is the audience going to see this as horror? Or are they going to see it as action or suspense or just yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think to, to kind of summarize those points, um, horror is basically a playground for philosophy. Mm. It's, it's taking these ideas, taking these concepts, pushing them further, and it can, it can cross boundaries of, of specialty and subject, but it's all kind of rooted in that philosophy of what if we respectfully take this to a logical extreme? Yeah. Yeah. And what are the inherent dangers of that happening? Whether we let it run away or we deliberately push it. Yeah. And it can definitely be a scary thing. Yeah. Intentionally. Intentionally. And sometimes it can just make you think. Yeah. So, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my take on horror. Um, So, take it or leave it. If you like it just because you like it being scared, that's cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, David, for for enlightening us. Uh, Caleb had to step out, um, so we will say goodbye for him. <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, and if you guys are enjoying this uh, this uh, the show, um, please keep listening, share it with your friends, and um, stay safe out there, guys. Yep. And just remember, it's the spoopy season. Happy Halloween. <laughs>